Hello and welcome to another episode of the CG Garage. This is episode number 432 featuring Mark Simonetti, who is currently an art director over at DNEG, but has the reputation of being a very, very excellent artist and illustrator who has done some incredible, incredible work with a great, great reputation and a true pleasure of a person to talk to and to enjoy his company, which I have done several times over at uh, THU. He's been uh, a, a person, I guess, over there uh, many, many times, and I absolutely love Mark. Uh, in fact, he and I, uh, he, I've hosted a panel on uh, the effects of AI, and this was back in September. So imagine uh, how much the world has changed since then. And uh, Mark was one of the people on that panel and gave some really very interesting insight into his thoughts on how AI is going to affect uh, art or his art more specifically. And we'll get into that. But we do talk a lot about his career and how he got to doing the incredible things he does. We've had <laughs> shares a great story with us, an incredible adventure he had with George R. R. Martin, uh, and it led to him working on some amazing Game of Thrones stuff as well. Uh, and then, of course, we talk about his transition from being uh, an artist and illustrator to uh, to an art director and what that means in terms of giving art direction as opposed to maintaining your own art. It was really, really cool to talk about that. But we do, yes, in fact, talk about AI quite a bit, and he gives some very interesting good insight in terms of how that movement has specifically changed his life uh, and his reputation and his name. Uh, and it's a really, really fascinating interview. Uh, you know, as I mentioned uh, last time, uh, I had someone who is really, really enjoys doing AI art. Uh, and Mark is someone who is really highly affected by it. So I'm trying to create as many different perspectives as possible as we have this discussion uh, and see what he thinks about all of that. So um, I, I really appreciate Mark coming on and being as as uh, as eloquent on the subject as, as he has been. So I really appreciate that. And again, I'm trying to bring lots of different voices to this. In fact, next week, uh, I, there's an entertainment lawyer who I interviewed and we talk about that specific aspect about how he thinks uh, things are going to change in terms of the law uh, or about uh, how the law is currently protecting certain things or not protecting certain things. So very interesting to have that. Uh, but Mark's perspective is really, really cool. Uh, okay. A uh, couple of announcements. Uh, I think I mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks ago or this week uh, or last week. Uh, V-Ray 6 Update 1 is out for V-Ray for Houdini. Uh, lots of new features there, which is really great. So you now have them inside of Houdini. You have bump the glossiness, which is a really great way of balancing the balance and the glossiness of uh, maps. Effects is really good for skin, for example. Uh, lots of new controls on, uh, on light decay. Uh, enhanced procedural clouds have been added. A lot more work has been done on USD, especially with Solaris. Uh, faster to, speaking of Solaris, we're much faster to first pixel in Solaris as well, which is really cool. Uh, we've added uh, a new NVIDIA denoiser and upscaler, uh, AI upscaler and denoiser. Uh, and we've also had uh, big uh, advances in V-Ray GPU, including uh, optimization for memory. So that's a all really great things. In terms of events, uh, you can find these all out at chaos.com slash events. Uh, we will be in Australia. Yes, we'll be in uh, Melbourne on July 13th and in Sydney on July 18th. Uh, and we will be giving some talks on a deep dive into the ArcViz landscape and how things are changing. Um, and again, that is going to be uh, Melbourne on July 13th and Sydney July 18th. And this is going to be brought to you by our some of our partners, Digitor, uh, Digitor and Storm Effects. Uh, for more on this, just go to chaos.com slash events and you can get all the details there. 
All right. Uh, if you guys want to know more about the podcast, of course, you can just go to our podcast page, chaos.com slash CG Garage. And we often have links to all the things that we talk about and show notes for every episode. So that's always a good resource for you. Um, but if you would like to watch the podcast, you can go to youtube.com slash CG Garage. Sorry. But if you'd like to watch us, you can just go to youtube.com slash TV, and that's all of our podcasts are stored there for now. Uh, and we'd also like to uh, invite you to make any suggestions. We've gotten some great suggestions uh, and, uh, and and ideas or feedback in general, and that's always available. So just go email us, labs at chaos.com. But for now, please enjoy episode number 432 with Mark Simonetti. Welcome to another CG Garage. Where the chaos group talks You'll know it's over when the last bucket drops We're gonna fire off rays in high dynamic range We know that ambient occlusion is passe Global illumination won't lead you astray And while image-based lighting is really swell you need to make sure everything has for now. You doing good? Yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> how were, how were <laughs> things in France? Uh, quiet, I right. would say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Okay, so the last time you and I yeah, saw each other was yeah. at THU. Um, we were uh, we were uh, discussing. We were both on a panel about AI and that seems like ages ago and the world has completely changed back then. And obviously I want to see how you think about what, uh, what things have changed as well. But before we get into that, let's get people a little bit of an introduction to you and how you got to do the kind of things you do. You're obviously very well known for as an artist and, and, and have done some incredible work, but what got you into being creative and doing art, art artistic things? <laughs> Oh, um, I think it was in me, kind of. Uh, I, I was an engineer first, so I've been doing all the scientific studies, and uh, I was just basically drawing on the side. Uh, and when I got to to do my engineering work, uh, and I got completely depressed because I, I was feeling like I was not in my place. So, uh, so I just left everything. I left everything and. And studied again to to work as a, an artist. So I began with video games, and then I was trying to uh, to make drawings in the forums to learn how to draw correctly. And well, it was a long road, uh, but it was just great. Uh, and uh, even even though it has been very hard, uh, I felt like some of those moments were maybe the happiest in my life. Even though uh, we didn't have a lot of money and everything, but uh, I think the passion was really there. So. so you really just went on, how far along with your engineering degree did you get? Did you get pretty far before you changed or did you? Yeah, I finished my study. I got a diploma. So you have two I degrees. Two, two years. <laughs> yeah. <Wow. laughs> okay. Okay. It's not dissimilar from, from me. I have a, uh, I double majored in math and art at the same time. Uh, but uh, But I do like both, honestly speaking. Do you still feel some interest in science and, and engineering yeah but for me it's more like a hobby you know in a way <laughs> right <laughs> i mean interested I'm, i don't want to touch it but i'm really interested in it <laughs> yeah what kind of engineering were you studying oh i was um specialized in materials 
and, and more, even more in polymers. So I was just uh, formulating, uh, when I was working, I was fully formulating the, the coatings for the frying pans, you know, the T4. Wow. Okay. <laughs> very different. Oh, yeah. Very different from what you got into. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so you said you started in games. Is that what you did? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I was really passionate about books, but I was thinking, kind of limiting myself because I was an engineering, so it felt like it was more technical in video games than in than just to make pictures for books. That's why I got into video games because I thought the the lip was shorter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So where did where did you go from there? Like what what was what were some of the games you worked on and how did you sort of evolve from there? Uh I think uh I I've made many games that were kind of killed before they were released, <laughs> so it won't help mm -hmm. a lot to say that. But yeah, I was making uh all the the environments in modeling. I was just basically making 3D for PS2 at the time. Okay. Um and the first game that was released was um, Alone in the Dark 5, I think. Okay. And from there, I got uh, I got really into drawing. So I really, that's what I wanted to do. So I start, I left 3D, and I will use it later on in my career. But uh, and then I started painting and drawing uh, full time for for role playing games. You know, the old yeah. ones, the paper ones. Yeah, like Dungeon and Dragons uh, type of stuff, right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then I got into collectible card games, uh, and then I started basically kind of um, not, uh, contacting all the publisher in France to to get some cover. Mm -hmm. And uh, each time I was making a new cover that was kind of successful in the forums, I was just sending it to all the publishers. That was kind of making my 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 fantasy or sci-fi books, and yeah, and that's how I get in, into into it. And then yeah, no, go ahead, uh, go ahead. Yeah, and, and then uh, with each new cover, I was getting a little more more known, and that's how I, I got. Uh, uh, everything kind of crossed itself because I was um, making the collectible card card games for Games of Thrones. Uh, I mean, uh, because I was passionate about the book, right. so I really tried my my max to have that gig. Yeah. It was really a small gig because it was paid something like a uh, hundred euros per art back in the, back in the day. So it was not a lot, and I was working a lot to to make right. those. But uh, I've made a lot of those cards, so it it allowed me to make the French cover art for the Song of Ice and Fire. Wow. And that's how I was kind of uh, seen by George R. Martin. So there you go. It's all yeah. There you go. No, it's interesting. So so let's 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 look back at this a little bit because you know obviously I know a little bit of your career, but I'm going to ask you questions as if I don't because I want our audience to know about <laughs> it. But uh, but uh, I'm curious about you know when when was it that you said you were going on the forums as you say? <laughs> Around what time? What oh. year is approximately? Would you? I'm really bad at okay. years because I'm kind of lost always in my computer. So it's just like, <laughs> well, a range <laughs> I, probably. It, it was something like uh, uh, 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 
Okay. And that's yeah. when the for, quote unquote forums were big, right? This was a, the, there was a community of people that you would, you would look to, Absolutely, right? Yeah. For, for, <laughs> for the old ones, uh, there, there was basically Craig Rollins was there. Uh, he was, uh, he, it was CG, CG Society. Okay. Um, it was Sijun, uh, uh, I remember. Mm-hmm. And it was one in. Was France, there CG so Talk was, as well? Was another big one, right? Yeah, CG Talk. Sorry, yeah, it was CG right. Talk. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So that is basically it was interesting because that was the place to get noticed, right? Yeah, and the good thing uh, we we still have it on um, whatever Twitter, Facebook, but the, the, it was a place when you had direct access to all the working professionals. Mm-hmm. So you you were basically kind of in the same place as all those the guy we were making all those amazing pieces. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the, the time when it was trendy to make some speed paintings and that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, the engagement because forums, do you think like compared to today, I mean, now, nowadays you have more uh, uh, pressure to go like on places like Instagram or places like that to showcase your work, right. Or art station. Yeah. And it's not quite the same. Right? Do you feel that there was something? Because I feel that the way that forums worked, where you posted something and then there was this long thread of people just commenting and comment, and then you're engaging, and so it wasn't just like a comment on a YouTube link. It was a different. It was a conversation that was happening in these things. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we kind of lost yeah. this. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is that a bad or a good thing? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, that is something. I mean, everything evolves in some ways or another. Uh, I also think that places like CG Talk don't capitalize on algorithms and monetization of advertising, which is what other places. Oh, that's right. right? Yeah, yeah. On that regard, yeah, it's, it's far it's worse. Far, far yeah. worse. Um, <laughs> I have found, I'm just sorry, I'm gonna, I have found that Discord has feels like the old forums to me. Yeah, but it also also feel like the old forums in the way that are kind of deserted and a little bit dead most of right. the time. Why did you? Why uh, did you? Why you, you feel that they're deserted? Because I feel that that Discord, depending on the Discord server, can be pretty engaging. Yeah. Oh, it's possible. I don't know the the good ones probably. <laughs> uh, right, and maybe there needs to be some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, so so you were you're you really feel that like working on your fantasy art was the one that really sort of got uh, a lot of uh, your attention and got people's uh, you know work shown, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, f- fantasy or sci-fi, both. But I was just a book nerd, so uh, whatever. I don't. Uh, I'm not a fantasy or a sci-fi. But uh, the thing is, uh, I'm. I was more into sci-fi than fantasy, but there was more work to do in sci-fi, in, in fantasy. fantasy so, right? Yeah. And what was it like to interact? I mean, obviously, Game of Thrones. So, tell us a little bit about the the how that sort of led to a certain level of success for you. Well, I, I was a kind of a hardcore fan of the books, so same. I think it kind <laughs> of it, yeah. So I think it it showed in the pictures. That's why some people from because at, at the time there was no TV show or anything, so. Uh, there was just basically, oh, a new picture from the Game of Thrones, and if it was good, it was kind of conveyed by all the fans around the world. So that's, oh, I got a little bit of recognition. Mm-hmm. And and then George just asked me to, to do a calendar for him. 
and that's how we get in touch for the first time. Uh, it was just uh, very, very impressive for me to uh, to be directly in touch for with a very one of my favorite uh, authors. Right. Yeah. So that that's uh, for me. It's a little bit surreal to have been in contact with some of my favorite writers ever. I so. can imagine. I can imagine that that yeah. would be incredible uh, to, for anyone. And uh, I even got to meet him. Uh, for a week in Switzerland, really, because he was there for uh, the Neuchâtel film, mm -hmm. film festival, and Ali just at the border. So uh, I've asked uh, back then. I remember the, the all your organization uh, to okay. I'm going to do a, a free expo exhibition of my works. Uh, can I come there? I'd say yes. Right. Just to meet, just to meet him. And when he saw me, he said, hey Mark, come on. It was two massive bodyguards that were just kind of. <laughs> avoiding anyone to to be next to him and i was just in that very small cycle with him and his uh, assistants wow. so and we got to spend one one week together so it was just that's great. surreal that's amazing yeah i heard he's very eccentric <laughs> uh is i don't know no <laughs> well i well for example I I like a very I, very simple guy very nice i know guy. right uh, so so was, i heard a story that he liked he he writes all of his books on an old PC from like 1985 or something like that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he's like, this yeah, one never breaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's super wise. <laughs> so he does that. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, but we were to the Giger Museum in, uh, in Gruyere in Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful museum, but um, uh, that's for me, it's a fun story because we didn't have any time for the rendezvous. Okay. So I was there and I go to the museum and I ask the lady at the, I, I didn't have the right to, to say, is Georgia Martin there? <laughs> so I say, is there a famous writer that just came here? Uh. And she looked at me like I was kind of a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I guess not. And so I, I was at the entrance of the, of the village, and then we kind of cross the wall. It, it's not big; it's a very small town, sure. very very small, something like uh, two two hundred meters to go to the, the entrance to the museum. Okay. And we were kind of stopped because people were just recognizing me in, in the streets. So they were on the balcony. They said, "Oh, this is LG Martin." <laughs> it was at the time of the TV right. show, and they were just going down. And every two meters, he has to sign autograph. Oh my god! And he he did that for I think. It, Took us something like one hour, one hour and a half to to do two hundred meters. meters. Yeah. Wow! And this is when the the TV show was already out, right? Yeah, it was just kind of the 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 the, the first first or second season, maybe. So it was really really uh, a massive thing. Right, like that. right. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, so that's a, that's a pretty exciting time in your life. <laughs> how did things How did things change for you after that? Uh, well, uh, I've evolved a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I've been I've been doing a lot of cover arts, and then um, I, I started doing some concept art as well for 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 movies. Okay. Like which ones? Can you give us some examples of some of the early ones? Uh, yeah, I, I worked for one year with Luc Besson on uh, Valerian and the City of yep. a Thousand Planets. Beautiful movie. <laughs> uh, it was a fun yeah. one to, to work on. Uh, really a fun one. Uh, because what the, the brief was, uh, this is the scenario. Uh, do whatever you want on that. It has to be fun and colorful. Right. 
So it was just like total freedom, kind of. So it was just great. And were um, you designing? I mean, obviously, you you had to read the comic books and 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 sort of know a little bit more about it, right? But were were yeah. you basing your art on where the comic book started, or did you just evolve it from there? Like, what was you, how did you how did you do that? Uh, I designed, for example, the the gun of Valerian. Right. But in the comic book, there's never the same, or it's just there's just maybe one because it's not the comic is not really relying at all uh, on on gun power. It's just more like uh, it's slightly more intelligent than that. Right. So um, so I just kind of took the shapes and make it together. And fun thing, uh, I was I. Re- I wasn't good back then at making weapons, but when Luc Besson told me, oh, do you want to make the Valiant's weapon? I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you do it? Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, and um, so I, I did it. It was validated in one one day. Right, okay. So I made it. It was the, 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 the night it was validated. And the next day I look at it and it, it just, it was obvious for me that it was looking like a, an air dryer. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it really worked in the movie, so so good. Well, it's a very powerful hair dryer. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, okay, I mean, what was your? I mean, what's the things that you you like? Do you, do you most of your concept art is around environments and things like that, or, or do you do do you work with uh, people and characters? No, and I, I'm pretty lucky because uh, I've I've done something like 400 cover arts, so it g- gave me kind of a lot of um, range. Um, right. To work with, so I, I was uh, working on environments. Mainly, that's ma- more more of my thing. Right, and some design of the vehicles, some creatures, some some costumes, uh, some props. So kind of everything. And so, yeah. Right. And what is your preferred tool for illustration? Do you obviously do you work mostly in, in in Photoshop, or do you do things by hand still, or what's what are some? I I still do everything, but yeah, the main the the main tool is still Photoshop. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you do you have you dabbled back into 3D in any way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've done. Uh, I'm these days. I've, I've uh, right right now. I'm art director, so I'm right. I'm doing a little less. I'm still doing some, but a little bit less. Right. Uh, but uh, I still doing. But I'm using VR most of the time, so I'm using uh, Anaclus and and I'm I'm using uh, Medium most of the time in VR. In VR, okay. yeah. is that medium is, and then I can I can just kind of uh, tighten up, tighten it. Oh, sorry, I can add some more details in in ZBrush, for example, uh, or that kind of thing. Interesting. I also use use Blender, Octane, uh, okay. whatever. Yeah. Whatever you can. <laughs> Sounds like you don't. Have you used Gravity Sketch at all, or things like that? Yeah, I've used it. Uh, it's. I, I prefer the simplicity of uh, Medium, even though it it, it leaves uh, it makes a kind of a crappy three D mesh at the end. But uh, right, I really like the the way it, it just feel like making uh, sand castles. Right. So what 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 is that? What gravitated you towards towards VR for for drawing stuff? I mean, is it because of the? Does it feel like sculpture, like a little more tactile? Yeah, it's uh, for me. It's extremely simple and extremely powerful at the same time. Uh, you you don't care uh, you don't care even more to break the mesh because it happens uh, so often uh, with Maya Blender right. ZBrush. It, it, at one point when you just have two vertex that are just not there that cross passes or whatever, uh, it can be just a nightmare just finding 
where the problem is. Right. Uh, and yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, that's cool. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about how you transitioned uh, from uh, being an artist, artist and, and doing all the work to, to becoming an art director. Where, how did that transition happen and where did, where did your career go from there? Uh, well, it's more a, a, a matter of person rather than just uh, taste or a, a real will on my part. I, I never thought I could uh, or I would became uh, become an, an art director at one mm. point. Uh, but uh, I've got a friend that's really good. Uh, I've been I've been working for him when he was art director in Silicon uh, art director, but. Uh, Back then, I was working for NPC on, on some movies, and he was my art director. Mm -hmm. And I met him back at THU. Mm -hmm. Oh, who is this? Oh, it's Ravi Benzal. Oh, yes, of course, Ravi. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, he's leading the art department at Dineg. Mm -hmm. And I say to him, I would love to work with you again, because uh, I, I have a tremendous lot of respect for him and his work and his ethics and everything. So... Uh, and he told me, yeah, uh, okay. Uh, and he didn't offer me a, a job as a concept artist, but as art director. So <laughs> I say, okay, but uh, <laughs> I, I was really a little bit surprised. But I say, yeah, okay, let's do that because I really wanted to work with him. Right. And what was the what was the so what was the what just, was the project? Uh, oh, the project uh, is basically full, kind of a full time art director. Okay. So we are, we've been working on, I don't know, many movies, but uh, I've started last year and probably more than, than 20, 30 movies. I don't know. 20 or 30 movies in one year? <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, it's always, sometimes it's a very small, short period of time. Sometimes it's longer. Right. So, yeah. Uh, what were some of your favorite ones that you, that you can mention? <laughs> uh, uh, Ghostbusters. The, the, oh, the, right. The one that's gonna that's gonna be released. I don't know when, but uh, yeah, we just designed a, a lot of creatures and ghosts there, so it was super fun. Okay, and also the director was pretty great. So awesome. Uh, yeah, awesome. So what was it like to to transition from concept artist to art director? Uh, the the fun part is that uh, at Tietu, I don't know if you. Uh, Remember what I, I love to do at Yeshu? It was to do some portfolio reviews, yes. basically, to help people. Uh, the, all the, the the people that were going there and they they, they was they were kind of sometimes lost or just uh, needing for advices. Mm -hmm. So it was for me a way to be helpful to to give those portfolio reviews and sometimes to do some pentovers to help as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And for me, doing art director is kind of exactly the same. Uh, it's just like you're trying to uh to bring the best of the people and to give them the, the proper proper job that just fits exactly what they what they're good at uh so do you do you feel that you can influence someone into your influence someone into your style or do you try to find let people keep their own style and try to find how to direct things for it to help oh, i really try to to let them keep their own style because uh you know sometimes i I still often do my own concept art for the same thing, but uh, I prefer to have a wide variety of talents and rather than just some very, very short range of uh, concept art and illustrations. Uh, right. 
And I've been a concept artist myself, so I don't want to to be the painful arbiter there. <laughs> but there's there there needs to be some consistency between all these things so that they have a coherence. It's not completely different, you know, one to two, right? Like I remember when I was uh, working on Tron and seeing like people like Ben Proctor and David Levy coming oh, yeah. together, yeah. and they're, they had slightly different styles, but they both lived in the same world, right? So how do you how do you yeah, how do you art direct that? <laughs> Oh, it's it's kind of a language. Uh, you you have to stay within some barriers because it's kind of the it, this is the topic, the subject. And with skill artists, you don't have to you don't have to micromanage or thing like that. You just like okay, those are the barriers. This is where you're gonna. And sometimes you have kind of make very small changes to make the the, the picture fit in the same world, but it's not a big it's not a big deal. Uh, right. Yeah. And where do you start? Where do you start with like uh, looking up reference, finding things to, 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 uh, to you know, where, where do you start your, like your, with your teams? Like, okay, we're going to work on the new Ghostbusters, right? You obviously you read the script. So there's some description there that's happening. Right. Yeah, but yeah. then, then you do you look at other and it's like, okay, this, I can imagine it looking like this. And how do you describe that to the other concept artists or how do you, do you come up with references? What's, what's, what's your, your process there? I think the the most important thing is the 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 relationship with the director because at the end it's not what we're looking for but what he is looking right. for is is kind of the artist of the movie right uh, so we have to to really listen to him and to to try to understand as much as we can exactly what he's looking for and then uh, it's a team effort trying to find the correct references whether it's anywhere movies, uh, real art or real life and kind of fit it, fit it to make, making good, efficient mood boards and not gathering everything, but just trying to be very uh, specific right. uh, on that. Um, and then we can just put it that to give that to the concept artist so that they can still have their own freedom and just propose everything they can, but at the end, it's the director that will just make the, the the choices. Right. Okay. Now, obviously, I mean, I'm going to get to where we were, you know, where we were uh, a year ago talking about this and AI stuff. But how how has you felt the evolution of this happen? Do you feel there's been this in interesting evolution, or do you feel there's been there's disruption right now that's happening in in specifically that field right now? Oh, for me, it's both. Yeah. Uh, it's it's I, I, I've got really. Uh, I'm gonna have a lot of eight because I have mixed feelings. So there are so many. So every, I think everyone does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna start with the plus because I don't feel uh, they, it's a great tool. It can be extremely powerful. Uh, You're talking about AI tools, right? Yeah, yeah AI tools. Okay. Uh, but um, and then they're all the minus. <laughs> Minus being uh, the way it's done or the way it it relies on uh, artworks that are not. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of comp copyright infringements involved there, uh, which I think it's a major issue. Uh, so we'll see, because we have, I think, at the moment, two two trials. We have several trials um, going on. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. I spoke to a to an entertainment lawyer about it on a podcast as well. So that episode, and I was surprised to hear some of his takes because I think it's very, uh, 
is very different to think about it. I it's hard to think about the trial, right? Because so many strange yeah. things have happened in the trials. Like, okay, so the Warhol trial, I think, is a very interesting one, <laughs> the Warhol Foundation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's I don't exactly know, you know, what this means or how this leads to things because Andy Warhol did almost all of his art was <laughs> based on other people's things, right? Or based on found objects. That was the whole pop culture thing. Yeah, absolutely. But wasn't he lost? He did lose the case. Uh, oh, the Warhol Foundation yeah. lost the case, but it. The question now is, will that will the decision that's made? This is under U.S. copyright law. It's different now. Yeah, yeah. But will that in, is there enough precedence in that case to influence how uh, uh, text to image tech uh, uh, is being used? Right, and yeah, that's an interesting case as well. Um, but there's also, you know, the argument that you hear a lot of people is like, well, people are always influenced by other people and they're always using other people's art as reference for what they're doing. And that's how they learn. And that's how art is always derivative. How do you, what do you think about that general process <laughs> or idea of that? Um, I don't feel it's, it's, for me, it's not really the same process at all. Okay. I mean, really not for me. Uh, you, For example, let's take the world case. Yeah, it was just one guy. Whether that no, it's just uh, thousands of machines at the same time doing. It's does nothing to, to and it's not influence uh, because when when I look at one reference, one painter, because sometimes I'm I'm saying to myself, okay, I love that. I'm gonna take this sure. as a reference. Uh, I always pick just one thing that just is important to me. I, I still have a human filter involved there. Okay. And uh, whether it's the, the, the way that artist draws lines or the colors or the feeling, just sometimes it's just a feeling. Right. Uh, right now, it's it's not the case with AI. I'm, and I'm not completely against AI at all. Really not. I, I, know, I know. But <laughs> I, I mean, uh, if, if some people have to defend AI, I mean, they have to take the good arguments and not kind of the same one that just kind of loop all the time in the in in the void right uh yeah the, yeah for, for, uh, i think there are some artists i love their work with ai I, i'm going to be very honest there but most of all uh, for me it's a lack total lack of creativity which is kind of uh, uh kind of the opposite of what they are kind of, kind of promoting well i have a counter argument to that in some ways and not but i want to get First, I want to deal with some of the challenges because obviously the copyright thing and the legal thing, I, honestly speaking, that just has to be settled in courts. There's nothing that we can yeah, absolutely. That's nothing yeah. that we can say this is right or this is wrong. The court has to sort exactly. of decide those yeah. things, and that's why we have courts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do want to talk about because there, you brought up one of the most interesting arguments um, uh, at THU, which I thought was brilliant. Is obviously a lot of people create art and they. They use artist names as part of their prompts a lot, right? right? Yeah. And that yeah. uh, is used quite often. And this is the, that is something that people have problems with. It's like, oh, I never use artist names or whatever. However, your name, which is quite well known, you feel that your brand has been yeah. damaged by AI. So explain that a yeah. little bit in yourself. You had some really interesting stories, and I thought it was a brilliant argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, since since the, the, since THU, my, my name has been 
used something like four hundred thousands of times in prompts, mm -hmm. which means that right now internet is flooded with picture with my name on it, and I have nothing to do with it. Right. And I've I've spent the last two decades uh, working on my own art, trying to kind of always getting better and better and kind of. I mean, uh, the, as an artist, when you're all, when you're on, it's just the same for everyone. It, your brand is your name, yep. and each time you make a picture, and there's your name under it, you 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 have to assume it and just uh, be very responsible about what you're gonna put on the internet. Right. And uh, I have, for example, the the day um, Queen Elizabeth died. Mm -hmm. I had a picture with my name on it and I haven't made it. It was basically Lady Diana boxing Le Le Queen Elizabeth. And it was completely tasteless. Uh, right. I'm not talking about, uh, talking about all the crappy pictures with my name on it as well, because some, some were just completely bad. And some people say, oh, yeah, but your name is used, so people will see it. Yeah, but they will see bad, bad pictures with my name on it. So it's, it's bad. It's just, um, yeah. Yeah. I, For me, it's just horrible. I yeah. think that's an interesting argument that I think needs to be done, spoken about as well. Obviously, you know, using people's work and doing that is one thing, but I think literally the damage that it can do to your name is is a is a <laughs> is big. Yeah, uh, it's it's. Uh, for me, imagine for a brand like Disney, for example, if mm. they're starting to to have impersonate or, or whatever it's called. Uh, it can be really, really bad. And for anyone, uh, um, and the, I'm going to tell you something else. Uh, just, I think it was two weeks ago. Mm. It, it was a new trend uh, because uh, I felt a little bit, uh, my name has been used for, to, tr for, to, for, to train uh, mid-journey and stable diffusion. I'm on all the list. And then my name has been used as a prompt, so I have thousands of pictures with my name on it. And last time they were using my my real pictures, but they were using ChatGPT to produce a text based on my name. And everything was completely wrong. So I was a dead Polish architect. I was a songwriter. I was writing books. And every, every time it was my picture with something false about me. Right. So at one point, it just kind of, uh, my name doesn't, I feel like it doesn't mean anything anymore because, and, and people can feel the right to take anyone's name and do whatever they want with it. And for me, it's completely wrong. It's just like um, when they were making some music with, you know, the voices of the, uh, of the songwriters. Uh, oh, like the Drake. I, I don't know which one, but uh, for me, it's kind of a total lack of respect. I, I would, I would hate Having my my uh, for example, I don't know uh, the dead ones right. making fake song of it because we were loving those those songs because of the people that were singing it. They, they have their soul in it, and that's just the opposite that's happening right now. It's just like, yep. I think there's. What do you think would be the right tools that you would need to help protect that again for yourself? Um, for, for, for me, it could be the same thing, but based on database with some ethics, just basically, okay, if you want to have your art in it, then you get paid for it, basically. Mm -hmm. Just that. 
and then uh, not be able to to prompt any anything from an artist or a photographer or someone because I feel like uh, it's it's just wrong. Uh, it's lazy and wrong. Right. Okay. I think there's validity to that for sure. Uh, the uh, let's 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 think about uh, how to you know the tool the way that a tool works. Okay, as in the the sense that it's you know it builds itself up based on th on things. What if you were able to um, create a model of your own work? And license that. Uh, I, for, for me, I wouldn't like it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, for some people, it would be interested to kind of monetize that to other people to use that. Uh, but I don't know. For, for me, it's just like, um, uh, how to say it? For, for In an, an ideal world, for me, AI will just help suppressing all the boring tasks in the world, boring work. Uh, and creation is just like the, the, the thing kind of, for me, it's kind of, uh, like magic sacred. selection or, or it just, yeah. yeah, it's just secret. You do just creation is the best thing you have in life. So why would you just give that to something else? Uh, if I want to play guitar, I want to play guitar myself. I don't want to, to have a push a button and it play guitars for me. I don't, I don't see the point. It's just like watching a, okay, some people love watching football, but uh, I prefer playing it than just watching it. It's not the same. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry. That was okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> okay. So, so here's, here's something that I've, I've, I've sort of said that I find interesting. And I know you said you didn't find it to be very creative, but I think that sometimes people confuse art and craft. Um, yeah, that's right. And, and I think that, that's right. uh, I think that craft changes constantly. It always changes, you know, the way that you, mm -hmm. you, you, you were using Photoshop before Photoshop, there was, there was other ways of doing art, you know, and yeah. so everything yeah. changes. Right. And there was a time when people used to say using Photoshop is not real art. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, but I think that there's a, a craft that's interesting. Um, I do find it interesting that uh, and this is just my own opinion. I believe that there was a certain time in art before the AI stuff where art was very boring. <laughs> it was nothing but chicks with swords, <laughs> right? I feel like it's uh, it's the same, but with some exponential uh, on that. There's um, an exponential thing. I agree. There's a huge amount, but I feel that there's some crazy ideas that are inside of people's heads that are trying to express and find it, finding out what it would be like. I think that they're actually trying all kinds of ideas that are are, are bigger than that. Um, I, I think it exists. I, I've, I've found some art done with AI just absolutely mind blowing. But and those are usually done by people I, I who are it's artists just 1%, to start with. Maybe one person, maybe less than all the AI stuff that I've been seeing. But uh, it, it exists. I won't say it not. It doesn't. And I, I'm. I'm pretty sure art is not about craft neither, because sometimes you find a very simple piece that just is stuck in your is stuck in your mouth in your mind for for decades. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and I'm not the, and we we can also have the full conversation about uh, modern art or is uh, what is art or what is not. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so no, I'm I'm 
I'm not judging that. Uh, not at all. I, I don't feel qualified to, to judge what, what art is. Right. Uh, yeah. At one point, art is kind of a relationship between uh, the artist and the, the, the public. Yes. It's, if there's something that's happening, then the guy is an artist. Right. Uh, but um, it's it's more than, uh, for me, it's more than pretty pictures. So if you can do something more than this, yeah, okay, why not? Right. But, what do you? But I, 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 yeah, I spent years trying to avoid any shortcut and uh, and a magic button, because uh, uh, sh- shortcuts are always kind of traps in your learning curve. The, uh, at the beginning, uh, when I was making cover art, I was kind of uh, making kind of lighting, and then I was just pasting a texture, and bam, it was done. And it was a little bit bad. Uh, I realized after some years. So right now I'm painting all the the bricks in my walls. Right. But it feels better now um, because sometimes it, it for me it brings something more interesting and the picture are more vibrating. There's something happening. And so for me the magic button is always a trap. It's <laughs> that's that's, a- that's my own way to see it, and I'm not saying it's the same for everyone. I think I think that's a really good. Good, good way of, of of illustrating it for sure, um, but I do I do like you know I was thinking about the quote unquote modern art argument of what is art and what is not art right and there was uh, some that recently there was someone who created it and this was kind of an art project but they created the AI camera have you heard about the AI camera yeah right yeah conceptually it's interesting <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this one, I found it completely stupid. Uh, I think it lie. is. I think it was stupid by design. It, like, it was designed to be like literally saying, isn't it kind of stupid? But at the same yeah. time, it conceptually is very interesting, right? A camera with no lenses? <laughs> yeah, you have to go to the place and not taking a real picture, but let AI do it. Right. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I really don't. Uh, maybe uh, I, I'm an, probably an old schmuck or something like that. Uh, uh, I can't. No, I, but <laughs> it's not for me. I'm not necessarily saying that it's a successful thing and it should be celebrated in any way. But I think what it does is it starts to bring up the argument of like, that's that's where we're going, right? It's actually bringing up the argument of, are you sure this is what you want? Or is that exactly yeah, true? Yeah. Because honestly speaking, you take a picture with your phone now and most of those pixels are not really what the lens captured. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of manipulation that's done through uh, you know, machine learning to make that photograph look better or seemingly look better. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the art of photography is uh, a lot of time overlooked. Um, and I think the framing in photography and the way it's kind of the, the way someone will just look at things. And that's what is interesting. Uh, whether that just maybe, maybe just the picture itself. Um, so I. It's so, so I was, I was listening to, and this was, uh, a while ago, this is before all, all these journey tools that were happening, a conversation with one of the main uh, scientists from Google, who now works at Adobe, by the way, uh, responsible for cameras. 
uh, for the camera apps and the camera uh, things are going on. And at that time, and still to some extent this time, the Pixel camera had, they were considered the best cameras and they had the best colors and they were the most balanced and they, they looked the richest in terms of the way they were approached. And it, a lot of it came down to the, 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 the LUTs, right? The, the color and contrast choices that were made. And what was interesting hearing him talk about it, he said that they were highly influenced by Calatrava in terms of the colors and contrast of his paintings. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is great. Is it? <laughs> because yeah. it's a Calatrava now, right? <laughs> Yeah, but um, I mean, it was kind of a conscious decision. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was an artist influencing other ones uh, in, in a good way, I think. Right. Right. I th I, okay. It's more respectful to to say we were influenced by that, and we try to kind of respect his color. And and at the end, you have more beautiful picture. You don't know where it comes from. There's not his name on all the picture because. It has nothing to do with those. Right. Uh, it's, it's far better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, do you, what are your thoughts on, on what, what artists can do or what, uh, and, and how they can help themselves? Uh, and I'm speaking more specifically, actually, of young artists, because I think that's something that you and I saw when we were at THU, the massive yeah. amount of concern that young artists at that time had, because here they are spending thousands and thousands of, of, of their dollars or, or, or euros or, or a lot of their money to learn to be an artist. And all of that seems to be taken away from them in one fell swoop in some ways. Uh, what are your thoughts I, on I, that? I think it's, I think it's there, unfortunately, kind of, because we, it, I think the Pandora box has already been opened and we can go back now. Right. Maybe I'm a little bit too pessimistic there. Maybe it's a great thing. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Or so is there, the, is there uh, a new... Yeah, always, yeah, they always need to be extremely good at composition, anatomy, perspective, because all that AI doesn't understand it at all. For now, maybe it will. Maybe tomorrow it will, it will work. But for now, it still doesn't understand that. So uh, even, even in some of the artists that are making great AI things, uh, they are great traditional artists first. Yes. And it helps pick the good compositions. It helps make the inter interesting subjects. It makes it makes everything. Right. So uh, I would say that, uh, yeah, all the basics are even more important than before. Uh, so that, that's the main thing I would have. And also the other thing is that AI is a great tool, but uh, you have to fight against it to avoid any generic things. Yep. which is kind of what it's for. And all work as concept artist, illustrator, or is to avoid anything generic. Everything has to be extremely specific and to fit uh, uh, a mood, uh, a tone, everything. And, and what AI does, it just kind of, it takes everything from the internet. Right. And just, there you go. Well, so, by definition, yeah. it gives you the most predictable result. <laughs> exactly. So the most generic one. Yes. By definition, so yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but the, but nonetheless, through through certain things, certain artists, and I completely agree with you. The best AI artists are artists who are good at, at being artists firsts. They yeah. seem to find a way to do things. Now, as an art director, 
do you feel that giving that that art director the 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 art of using AI tools is to be able to art direct them better through better prompts and better ideas in that way? Um, that's a good one. Uh, I think it's, no, as an illustrator, it's already fine enough because you, when you spend years trying to struggle with what's wrong in, in, on that picture, uh, trying to always, it, it's enough. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I don't know. Really, I couldn't. I, I don't feel myself really. I'm. I'm still struggling finding myself as an art director. To be honest. <laughs> as it. I know I am. But, with or without AI, you're still struggling. <laughs> yeah. No. I. What to say? Around my career, I always try to be uh, to to let doubt uh, being my guide, just to get better. Okay. Uh, I feel like um, being too confident is never a good thing. Uh, to question myself is great. So that's why I'm, I never have a very strict uh, opinion on things. I, I have my test and I say, maybe it will be better this way. But, uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So for me, just I, I never take anything for granted, uh, even though my, 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 my own job right now. So, yeah. Well, I think that's good. And I think that there's nothing that's stopping you from doing that, right? <laughs> Do you feel that you're, you're, you know, you're a very established artist in some, in a lot of ways. Uh, obviously we mentioned, you know, the younger artists have, you know, who people who come out not knowing that AI is going to disrupt their, their career path. Do you feel that AI is going to disrupt your career path? Besides, obviously, your name being used in certain ways, but do you feel that it's going to affect your actual career and how people are going to use your work or use you as an artist? Uh, okay, maybe, but I think I'm, more, I'm much more concerned for the young artists, to be very honest. Uh, I think I'm... Maybe it will, it will disrupt my own career, but when it has kind of destroyed a lot of things before... Uh, in the young artist, and that's one of my main concerns there. Because if you think about it, uh, my name has been used several times there in the process, mm -hmm. but just to avoid young artists to have a job, and for me it's a bad thing. Because I, I feel like I'm responsible, even though I have nothing to do with it, for the young ones, the struggling ones. I've been struggling for uh, the five, six first year of my career, uh, and and the thing is. Uh, I know that a lot of people say that uh, artists shouldn't struggle and it's not, uh, I'm not saying it's good to struggle, but at the same time, I mean, it's, it was already very hard to make a living from art. Mm. And it's, I think it's even harder. So, uh, yeah, because the good thing when, when you struggle for a long time and you work a lot, you develop, you develop your own style, you develop your own ideas, your own, your own touch and we right now if some young artists won't have the time to work on on their craft and we we, we will basically miss a lot of those talents maybe we will we, we lost some masters because of that and right now what we'll have is kind of uh, you know you mix hot water and and cold water and you have that thing with no taste or well, you know it's just like uh, that famous blog on, uh, on art is called Muddy Colors because when you mix all the painting together, it just gave 
you the muddy color and you try to avoid that most of the time. Right. Uh, and I think that's what we have. It's just like people complaining all the time about uh, the sequels in movies. It all it's all washed or whatever. And right. it's for me, it's kind of same thing. It's kind of some people will create new new stuff, but the, for the vast majority, will have some uh, some diluted stuff. Because when you take that artist name plus that artist name, it's just basically taking bold choices and mixing them together to have bad choices or no choices at all. Which right. you, yeah. Are you seeing? Are you seeing a lot of these tools being used in concept art right now and disrupting the whole industry and in the film uh, industry? It's the same. Yeah, it, it happens. I also have seen some very good artists using it uh, with success. Sure. So, um, and and I've seen also some complete briefs made with completely with AI, uh, and it was not very good. But um, you know, the, the 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 danger there is the good enough. The danger is the good enough. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because uh, why? And it's. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's not a good thing for salaries for valorization of the art there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I have a lot of friends using it, so I'm not overly, conf <laughs> not overly happy to say it, but uh, sure. I think it is. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I, I, watching the movies in the last 20 years i feel so, a lot of them feel like they were written by chat gpt they're very generic movies and very yes. predictable yeah. movies so i don't yeah. necessarily think that you know you can blame the the ai for for making that i think you can blame the people who decided that's what they want to produce <laughs> it's the humans that made the choices that yes i want generic because that's how i'm going to sell the most tickets <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, it's it, and then it goes to the way the all the the, the, the movie system is is uh, is working mm -hmm. with uh, financial first and and then uh, all the yeah, but it's not going in a good direction anyway. No, no, and this doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but I I do I do feel hopeful honestly in terms of art and and and, and creativity. Honestly, I'm trying to be positive. That's just my nature. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm looking at films like Everything Everywhere all at once and saying, well, that came out of nowhere and that gets celebrated. So we should yeah, be yeah. happy that that is happening in some ways. <laughs> That's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree with that. Uh, there are still some gems there and there. And even though in some blockbusters, you can s still have some, uh, some, some moment of genius there. Uh, yep. Yeah, so... I'm not completely pessimistic, but I'm trying to be as real as possible because I'm a little bit tired of saying uh, it's going to be the end of the world or it's it's great, it's a new tool if you don't adapt your to hold to understand it. So um, I'm in the middle. You're but, in the middle. Uh, but, but more on the pessimist side anyway. That's fine. And I, from based on the person that you are and the things you've experienced, I think that's completely legitimate that you should be that way. Um, one thing that's been a struggle for me is I've been trying to cover this conversation a lot. And what I have found challenging is that a lot of people who are more on the, shall we say, pessimistic side refuse to talk to me <laughs> or ghost me. Mm. 
I haven't. I understand why because uh, the direction on Twitter, I just there's so much hate at the moment, so much hatred uh, on those subjects uh, that uh, it's it's really it's. I don't know, the world is in a curious place at the moment, and uh, I see a lot of. Uh, it's, yeah, well, it's the the Chinese. Uh, the, the Chinese uh, blessing may may you live no the Chinese curse may may you live in uh, interesting times, <laughs> right? I think we are right in the middle. Uh, but I understand that people don't want to to speak uh, aloud because it I, I will receive a lot of hate uh, there by both of the sides right now because I'm saying yeah it's a cool tool no, you can't say that because it's creeping uh, yeah okay <laughs> and or if, but. Any, I mean, I feel like any argument other than this is the worst thing that ever happened does not work for some people. Me saying, yeah. well, you know, but there's interesting, like, what about auto selecting and all these things and how it, you know, it can make me roto much faster if I need to roto, right? And or all, all these other things. Like, what's wrong with those arguments? And apparently, that is, there's not, you yeah, can't, yeah. can't do that. And um, yeah, I've seen some friends using it for, uh, for work and mm -hmm. just painting completely traditional for for their personal work Interesting. which which can be uh, i mean it's in interesting because yeah i mean uh, i'm not saying photo bashing it's not it's the same but at the same time you got a shortcut as well right so yeah yeah okay interesting well you know i have a it's a, a friend of mine who's a, who's, who's a very successful map painter. He's like, well, that job's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Especially, you know, you just go here. I want more clouds done. <laughs> Don't have to paint any yeah, clouds. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes you don't, well, in concept art or in illustration, it's not always art that is demanded. Mm. So. Right. Whatever, yeah. I mean, those those horrible fantasy cover arts with just uh, a photo of a guy uh, half naked and with a sword. Uh, it it already existed. It existed before. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some very interesting. I I think that there's you know, like for example, one of the things I follow on on uh, Instagram. As, uh, there's a, a guy who uses AI or Midjourney to take uh, people that are against gay rights and put them in drag, like politicians. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. <laughs> right? For me, it's just brilliant. I've seen some some very, okay, I, I, when I look at it, I say, oh, okay, this, this is great. Uh, right. For example, I've seen the French Revolution uh, taken by a GoPro. Oh, wow. And it was just just great. Uh, it was interesting. It was something new, something you couldn't have uh, without it. Uh, it right. So, yeah, for me, it's art there. Yes, right, because conceptually, it's trying to imagine something uh, yeah. unusual and different. It, yeah. it, and it just circled back to, you know, the name concept art. A lot of people are, are, con are taking it for art when it's most of the time the concept that matters. Right. Right. That's a very good point. We we need to return to the 
concept in concept art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we all, we'll get away from the, the naked lady with just bikini armor and that kind of thing. There's a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot of that. How has this affected, you know, you're going back to, you remember the, 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 the forums, right? We're talking about the forums and influence. How yeah. has this affected all of that in some ways? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Uh, well, in terms of the way that art is illustrated now, like you can't, you could imagine, imagine if the AI was going on while, you know, CG talk was going on at the same time. They would it would explode on a, on a network like that, right? Oh yeah, I think it will be it would be just a, a very violent battle on, on forums. It was already pretty heated uh, from time to time, right? Uh, but no, I think it will be just a complete uh, rampage. <laughs> <laughs> no. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's too important. Like we say, THU, it was just like for this revolution, it's going to be far more dramatic than the, the industrial revolution. Right. Yep. Except the industrial revolution was taking away the, the low paid, less interesting jobs. Right. And this one is just kind of the opposite. You're taking away the high interesting job? Yeah, I, I really think because uh, right now you can make new pictures, you can model things, but uh, it doesn't do the, uh, it doesn't unfold UVs, for example. It would be great. So have something to take care of the, the boring stuff. And <laughs> right. ChatGPT is kind of replacing the white color jobs. Yep. It's not it's not the the hard work and no, not at all. It's just everything that's interesting, it's just getting away. So uh, we are letting some automated processes taking care of the thinking. And I think it's pretty dangerous. And it's when you look at the, all some TV shows are completely stupid or some arguments in politics, for example, you say, no, it would have never been possible 20, 30 years ago to have that argument in politics. Mm -hmm. And now you have it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we are just running in high speed uh, into uh, what's the name of the movie? Uh, you know, uh, it was not, uh, I, I, I don't remember. What was it about? I'm pretty good at uh, this. It was just, everyone was just basically completely uh, uh, idiotic. Oh, he's talking about idiocracy? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. I think we were just rolling full... full oh, we've been doing that long before. Long before, I think. Yeah, but I think we're just going full speed there. Right? Just this like is, this, so you're thinking that, the, that these tools are basically in, enabling us to, to fall into that faster? Yes, okay. completely. Well, when you look at how oh, oh, oh much... Um, Everyone that just look at ChatGPT and what it produces, kind of, you have to double check everything. Yes. Because sometimes it just made up things, but then you don't see the difference because between what he made up and what he didn't. Yeah. So at the end, you have to double check. But uh, everyone is gonna is is everyone go, is everyone sorry going to double check everything? I'm I'm pretty sure not. And it will but they never were. They never were. I mean, I remember actually having this conversation because I was part of a, a um, uh, before <laughs> before 2020, people were worried about deepfakes, right? Yeah. And deepfakes were concerned and they were like, oh, this is, you know, I was on a couple of panels uh, regarding digital humans. And, I, and they were saying, well, this is going to destroy politics. This is an election year. What's going to happen? 
And it turns out they didn't need to deep fake anything. They just straight up lied. And that was enough <laughs> because people just yeah, believed it. They didn't need an AI to lie to you. They just lied Have themselves. you seen what happened today in, in, uh, in Russia? Oh, right. It's just on Twitter. They just make a deep fake of Putin saying, get away from the, the Russian territories at the border. Right. With, with an AI deep fake. But they know uh, it is. You see, you already know it is. <laughs> we know. People there, maybe they don't all know that. So, I mean, it's happening. Right. Yeah. I have a it's feeling zero. that the more people illustrate it, that the more people are going to question the truth or not. Yeah, but then, I mean, there was already a lot of com conspiracy theories. Sure. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's not end on such a dramatic note <laughs> and downer. What it, what do you, what do you feel what do you feel excited about in terms of of what the work you're doing and how you want to go? Like what what are you excited about in terms of uh creativity right now? Um I'm I'm much more excited. David Levy was at THU one year. I, yeah. I think he he said something very true. He was saying that uh where all the good movies work on the, the biggest project, it's always the people that remains. And uh, what I'm really excited today is uh, the people I'm working with. Mm. Uh, I feel like uh, the, the friendship and the family and everything, even though I love my job, I think doing your job with people you really respect and you have a great time working with, uh, I think it's just, uh, just great. Right. That's, and that motivates me. That inspires me doing some uh, some pictures. Uh, so yeah, because that's at the end of the day, uh, what what is going to be? Do I need to make a bigger movie each time I'm making a new one or bigger books? Uh, it doesn't make sense, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I really much. appreciate it. It's a lot Sorry of fun. For my English. Yeah. Are you, no, your English is great. Uh, are we? Are you going to go to THU this year? Uh, I think this year is only in Japan. Yes. So I may not be be there for okay. for this year, but I, I'd love to. But uh, I will probably have some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and people from THU they, they need to see new faces, and not only mine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a. If you do go, it'll be good, uh, you know, catching up again at that. Oh, time. it would be a pleasure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Mark, so much. Thank you so much, Chris.